This episode of the YVR Screen Scene Podcast is brought to you by UBCP ACTRA, a.k.a. the Union of British Columbia Performers. UBCP is an autonomous branch of the Alliance of Canadian Cinema, Television, and Radio Artists, the national organization of professional performers working in the English language recorded media in Canada. For more information about UBCP ACTRA, visit ubcpactra.ca. This episode was sponsored in part by listeners like you. Join our Patreon community and receive early access to episodes, bonus content, stickers, buttons, and more. Visit www.patreon.com slash podcast. Welcome to the YVR Screen Scene Podcast, where we pull back the curtain and expose the beating heart of the Vancouver film and television industry, namely the actors and filmmakers and other talented artists who do the work. Capital T, capital W. I'm Sabrina Rani Firminger. So here's what I know about today's guest, Donya Cash. I know that Donya is a performer a storyteller, a filmmaker, and an actor. I know they have a growing list of acting credits to their name, including Motherland, Fort Salem, and you know that we're all switches here. So help me Todd, The Hundred, and Snowpiercer. I know that they had a great arc as Mitra on A Million Little Things, acting opposite the very funny and brilliant human Cameron Esposito. I know that Donia shown in The Secrets of Bella Vista, which represented the very first time that a Hallmark movie featured an openly non-binary actor. And they shown again, they shown again as Jax in Hallmark's baseball-centric rom-com, Hearts in the Game. They also appeared in The Holiday Sitter, which marked the very first time Hallmark Channel put a gay couple at the center of one of their films. And total editorial side note, but... That is bonkers to me. It's 2023, and it's the first time for either? Welcome to the right side of history, Hallmark Channel. I know that Danya's short film, Catch Up With Me, yeah, you heard me, Catch Up With Me, as in The Condiment, is currently riding the film festival circuit. Donya wrote, directed, and starred in Catch Up With Me. It's a special film that is about far more than condiments. And also, if you happen to see the film, just, just know, you're going to be hungry after, probably for falafel. That's all I'm going to say. And don't put ketchup on your falafel. Ugh. I know that Donia is Persian from the Kashkai people and that their identity as a Persian person, as an agender person, as a performer and storyteller and filmmaker and actor is central to who they are and how they move through this industry. And... Perhaps most important of all the facts that I know about Donia Cash going into this interview is the following. <laughs> Bated breath, right? <laughs> you see the look on her face. Okay. I know that Donia Cash grew up wanting to be a mighty Morphin Power Ranger. <laughs> I can't think of a better starting point than that. Join me as we get to know this remarkable, game-changing performer, storyteller, filmmaker, actor, and aspiring Power Ranger. 
Even better. Donia Cash, welcome to the YVR Screen Scene Podcast. Wow, Sabrina, just watching you just be in your zone was just worth it. I, I don't know where you went, but you're just, ah, that was I so went, I'm in my happy place. Okay, so I will say, Donia, um, saw me come in to the office rather frazzled. I was I was running late. I was not prepared to see them here. I was just like, I was so scattered, but I sit down at this table at my kitchen, my old timey kitchen table where we record and I don't know, I'm in my happy place. I loved it. You were in the zone. Thank you, enough about okay, me, okay, enough right. about me. Um, I love when you were like, what is she gonna say about yeah. like, this fact? <laughs> It is such a great fact. The idea that you growing up, you wanted to be a Power Ranger. I think I'm a little, um, I, I think I was a little too old for Power Rangers yeah. or like it was a little, I, like I was a little bit before their time. Yeah. So it didn't hit me in that sweet spot, but why Power Rangers? What was it? Tell uh, me, tell me your Power Ranger origin story. I used to, yeah, I used to want to shave. I used to have like, uh, Shirley Temple hair. No. I used to have the Shirley Shirley Temple hair growing up and I wanted to shave my hair, have like Adidas stripes. Wow. On on the side. I was very very particular with, with what I envisioned of my myself and I used to watch the Power, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers and sometimes I used to wake up at 5 a.m. and sneak downstairs after I hear my dad go to work. And I'd turn on the television to see what episode would come on. And once in the, you know, once in a while I got caught, you know, so what I would do is like change it to snow. I'll change it to snow and then like pretend that I'm asleep. But the Power Rangers were just so enthusiastic, crime fighting. Um, I think the camaraderie, the different Rangers, they all represent different you know the original one it's different like prehistoric dinosaurs and then it turned into you know the ninja kind of style with the frogs and the bears and the tigers but anyways it all kind of came together amazing and i used to watch the show and really want wanted to embody and turn into doing a lot of mall performances like when i was like three or four years old so i used to do mall performances in uh, in London, Ontario. And every time I would do like a mall performance, I would think I'm the White Ranger. And oh, that was your Ranger. I think so. I think the White Ranger, I really did like the blue because he was super smart, but I think the White Ranger was the one that like really I feel me. like I don't have the expertise to have this conversation or to ask good <laughs> questions. So j just like... <laughs> Just like explain to me. So the, all the rangers, they had they wore different color outfits. Like I know that, but like they all had different powers as well. No, so everyone everyone just gets mightier when they morph. <laughs> when they morph, <laughs> and then okay, and maybe I do have the expertise to ask questions yeah. about this. <laughs> and then first it was like uh, a red, blue, pink, um, yellow, green. Uh, sorry, black, and and then. Green came along, but he was supposed to be a bad guy. Then he turned good into white, and they all had. Wow. They all, they it all is not together. easy being green. It's not easy being green. <laughs> it's not easy. Being my, fa green. my favorite frog used to say, Yeah. <laughs> it's not easy being green. 
Wow. Sorry, I'm sorry. And mall performances. So this is not just you being going to the mall and being like everybody else is shopping and you're like, I'm going to perform. Like these are like structured designated performances on some kind of central stage. Yes. So yeah. I I think I my mom put me in ballet when I was two or three and I started kicking everybody. So I just started moving around, flopping around, kicking everybody, just not paying attention to anything. And one day, you know, I guess it's like growing up and you know that you are different. You mm -hmm. know that what society says girls are supposed to be. And then you're like, you're in the closet basically. And you're like, how do I tell my mom who wants to put me in dresses and lipstick and mm. makes me look beautiful um, that I don't want to. Yeah, it does not feel right. Yeah. yeah. And so I think I told her while I was sitting on a on the washing machine and I was just like, I'd like, I'd like to do karate. Hmm. And so I went to karate and I thought it was training for Mighty Morphin Power Ranger. Like I really believed yeah. that this was my future and this was the academy that I'll go through. So, yeah. 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 Amazing. Amazing. Um, I, I also like the idea that there was like a dance report card and it's like, Donia doesn't dance. Donia just likes to kick everybody. <laughs> yeah. Just walking around. Smack. Smack. And thinking it's fun. Amazing. Okay. Well, thank you. Thank you for indulging me because um, I, I wanted to be a member of Gem and the Holograms. Yes. Put on the magic accessory and you see I've like got all my dolls yes. around me here too because I just, I love all that and I love kids' imaginations too. So, Donya. And your name is Donya because we had to talk about this. I so I often like to bring my listeners into the conversations we have right before that I hit record. But we talked about how uh, for a long time, people have not pronounced your name and you haven't or pronounced your name correctly and you haven't corrected them. And we're going to try to do something different today, which is to correctly pronounce your name. That's so right. people normally call you Donya. Yeah. Yeah. They just say Donya. And I think growing up just you know, you try to assimilate, right? Yeah. You, you're just trying to not be the only kid with a smelly lunge yeah. and, and a hard name to say. So I just kind of said, sure, everybody. Sure. Sounds good. Yeah. You know, so yeah, I think now we're going to. Slowly... You said sure sounds good, but then you're kicking everybody. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so today we are saying. Doña. Doña. It's beautiful. Do you know yeah. what it means? Yeah. It means the world we live in. So not world, like it not earth but the world we live in no pressure <laughs> no pressure right none at all none at all so donia i i described you as um you know besides power ranger um aspiring power ranger i described you as a remarkable and game-changing performer storyteller filmmaker and actor how do you describe yourself i've always admired shape-shifting chameleon i always admired the craft of why we are artists mm. is to be able to do anything and everything um and I, I i have a tough time being pigeonholed like you know in this industry or or even as an artist and i'm okay with it and i'm happy yeah. with it and i love it and i feel like it's a gift, right? So I, I just think, you know, from my theater years of playing Gollum to, you know, now being fully pierced up at Million Little Things or a witch in Motherland or, you know, like 
from all these different to a to a funny best friend. I love that. I love that I can say these are thus far where I'm at. How did we end up in the film and TV industry, Donya? So my first commercial when I was nine, I did a meat shop commercial for Persian television. And we dressed, actually it was shot in my, my dad's house, my dad's apartment. And we put burlap sacks everywhere and we made it look like a Middle Eastern school. Oh my God. And my, the director, this, uh, this gentleman, I, I don't know his name anymore, but he, he told me to put on this dress and I'm holding a basket and I'm fully like, I've got red lipstick and I'm like nine. And I'm supposed to come into school late and the teacher goes, why are you late? And I go, oh, sorry. I was just at the meat shop picking up some meat for my mom. I'm so sorry that I'm late. And then I basically encouraged the whole class to sing with me that how delicious meat would be to nourish our parents. <laughs> please, please tell me this exists somewhere that I could watch it. Probably a VHS. A somewhere. VHS somewhere. somewhere. It's like this VHS tape is like out there, like the tape from the ring, you know? That's right. Wow. And how did, like, do you remember how it felt to be on that set, wearing the lipstick, holding the meat? I was kind of in shock because, you know, you, you you hire basically every Persian kid you know in the neighborhood to, like, be all the students. And then you get notes from a director for the first time. And, you know, you're a kid. You're just like, yeah, sure, whatever. And I'll just do what I, I'll just do what feels right. Um, but it felt great. Uh, and then after that, obviously, I went to theater school and then still trying to figure out film and TV. And then I just started commercials for a long time. I love to talk about um, the challenging journeys that people who look like us face when they enter the industry, specifically because uh, the people, the casting directors, you know, um, producers, agents, don't writer like for the longest time have not known where to put people who look like us. And I would imagine that that would still be the case in the commercial realm. Um, tell me about that. <laughs> like what, what, what kind of, you know, especially like, like what kind of work, you know, what were you doing? What kind of products were you selling? You know, because uh, um, I mean, for the longest time, I, I mean, it was. I mean, I am Ukrainian and Indian from Montreal. Like, I would turn on the TV in the 80s and 90s and never see anybody who looked like myself. Frankly, it's only been in, like, maybe the last couple of years. You know, there's actually a family that looked like mine on TV right now. It's called Children Ruin Everything. Like, I didn't even know that, oh, like, yes. families like mine, like, existed, you know? So, please, tell me about your early entry into that. For the longest time, it was... Yeah, it was things like skills. If I could, if I had a skill, I was accepted. Um, and then it was body parts. So, for example, I would do like a Doritos commercial and then they would hire my eyeball or it would be insurance in America and they would hire my eyeball. Or one of my acting credits early on, it was for Dirt Gently and I was underneath Agam Darshi's uh, dress robes as yes. her hand. You You're know, Agam's hand? I was one of Agam's hands. She got four, and so I was one. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And 
And how did you feel being eyeballs and hands and stuff? You know, I will say as as someone who's worked so hard at the craft, it was split between two things. One, you know, I took the joy of saying, hey, don't worry, would you like my left or my right? And with the guest directors from New York or LA or whoever is being flown here, and then they kind of smile because they're like, okay, we get, we, <laughs> we, we know. And I'm like, that's fine. And then the other side was like, come on, you know, come on. I like, where, where, where is this going to go? Like, yeah. where are we going to go from here? And I, I guess I would like to say that everything that's happening in the world, I hope it continues, mm. you know, in the sense of like the positive uh, changes that we're making, the representation that we're seeing, the diversity that we're seeing, um, because you're right, for the longest time, when we grow up, when we grew up, we just saw ideas of what we could relate to or like you know when you grow up and people are like what's your favorite color who's your favorite actor what do you who do you like and i had to like sit down and just have answers yeah because for the longest time i'm like i i don't know like i don't know because i haven't found them yet yeah and then it leads to be like well what if it's some version of myself and what if that could be something for you know um some kid or young person or even it could be someone older that just sees a part of themselves yeah. um, in, in various formats because the thing is opportunity is so limited sometimes mm. with with the request right so yeah. if i am the character billy and i get to be billy i hope that someone who's also an artist in this town in the city gets their billy next week mm. right it, instead of it just being like every seven months we only get one billy yeah so and then that box is checked as well yeah. there's like we got our billy we got the billy box checked and you know then we're good for seven months or yeah because like when we yeah. see breakdowns or everything we see boy next door we mm -hmm. see girl next door we see you know the sweet neighbor right and i was reading an article this morning about how a certain demographic, Caucasian people, have been used the term normal. That's a normal bubble, right? Like what is considered normal? And now I'm curious because how do we unpack that? And without anything to anybody, how do we unpack that and bring a new normal? Mm -hmm. You know? Like That's, it, that is more inclusive. Of course. I, I'm wondering, you know, at, at, throughout your career, you know, there have been, I'm I'm assuming you could count the number of openly uh, non-binary, agen agender or genderqueer performers that you see on screen, like on one hand, you know? Like what, what kind of conversations did you need to have with yourself in order to pursue the creative arts under those kind of conditions, you know? Cause I mean, yeah, my, my kid is growing up watching, you know, people who, who look like them, who represent, you know, who they are and who they want to be on screen, like. Cartoons. Yeah. Sometimes it's still like I talked to, I went to New Brunswick for a film festival and I got a chance to talk to a bunch of teenagers and I asked them, what do you, what do you guys like? Like, what do you, and they all, unanimously said we watch cartoons yeah they love cartoons because cartoons 
was a medium where they felt seen. Yeah. And for myself, um, it's funny, it's interesting, like funny, interesting that you're asking me this question because a friend of mine uh, has three kids and one of them says, mom, you know, I am, I identify as, you know, this is who I am. And the mother messages me randomly. She doesn't live here. And she goes, I don't know how you keep coming into our lives at such, you know, big moments in my kids' lives. And I said, what do you mean? She goes, my my kid found a YouTube uh, interview with you talking about just accepting yourself mm-hmm. first and foremost. Like, accept yourself, accept parts of you and parts of you that you never get to exercise. <laughs> it's okay. If you feel like changing, it's okay. Because some people think, oh, well, if I say this out loud, that's all that I am. Mm. And it's not true. Yeah. You can be anything and everything. And if you want to change something, that's okay. If you want to change five things, that's okay. Yeah. You know, we have this beautiful ability to say, I am me. That's who I am. And I had to like, you know, and I'm still learning because let's say me being able to be out as an adult, that's, you know, I didn't get to grow up it's like some kids today where they could just be who they want at an yeah. early age and exercise that. I got, I got to do that when I was an adult and it felt like you're just learning all over again hmm. and just to accept that and know it's okay. And if you are so awkward in front of people, it's okay. Like you just have to say it's fine. Yeah. And those who will be with you will be with you. And those who won't, won't. And same with the industry. You accept yourself. I would love for one day to someone say, this is a an amazing artist, not this is a blank insert. This is a non-binary. This is a, mm. the, you know, that is also important. But at the crux of it all, just being like, I love your work. Yeah. I love what you do. And that has nothing to do with what you choose to do in your personal life. Yeah. I do agree that it gives me a leg up to have these experiences, to have a childhood the way I had a childhood. It gave me all of this, you know, Batman tool belt for as an actor. So when I go into the room or if I put on a tape or if I put on a show or for whatever, I can say, here, this is what I can feel. This is where I can go. This is what I can create. I can be this, I can be that. And I'm ready for it because that's how I get to grow up. Yeah, there's an excitement there. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. It you know. sounds the way you're describing it, it sounds um well, number one, I love the Batman tool belt reference as we are sitting here in my nerd den. So I, so I appreciate that. Um, but you know, that that uh yeah, it just it sounds really liberating and exciting and and um you know, also acknowledges the fact that we contain multitudes, you know? We do. We, we like yeah. you do. You know, like yeah. you and I, you just said you're parts of two parts. Yeah. You know, you said you're Ukrainian and you're Indian. That is quite beautiful. Yeah. Because that's two cultures that have been here for years before you and I are sitting in front of us. Yeah, ancient cultures. And then to tap into that and then, you know, it gives you that bright personality that you get to have and make people feel comfortable at the same time and yet sit with me 
in the heavy parts. Yeah. Because not a lot of people who might not have that experience can do that. Can sit in, that, in those yeah. heavy parts. Yeah. yeah. Is this industry a safe one for agender and genderqueer people? Um, A safe one, I would say... Because like, I worry about about bringing people into toxic yeah. environments, yeah. you know, especially um, if the power structure hasn't actually done the work. Yeah, I know what you mean. And I feel like community is your safe spot. Yeah. So the best way I could like answer this question is that if someone told me, Hey, would you like to do something that doesn't align with you? You have the choice to say no. Mm. Right. And if someone said, why did you say no? Don't you want this? Don't you, you know, and I'm going, well, first and foremost, what is that going to lead to? Yeah. Right. Um, agendered, non-binary trans people, trans artists, like they're so inspiring. Um, I was at the GLAAD Awards and I was just inspired. Well, we're going to talk about yeah, that. I, I was I was inspired by how much advocacy people are doing for the community. Yeah. But then in that one safe space, no one needed to protect themselves from a toxic environment. Yeah. And to allow new language coming into these environments and people taking the ownership and accountability to say, listen, I, I'm going to get your pronouns wrong. So I'm not looking for an excuse. I'm just letting you know. And the other person, like me as a non-binary or agender person, to be like, that's cool. Like, I know where you're coming from. Yeah. You know, like, I know where you're coming from. You're not just saying, please excuse my bad behavior. You're just kind of saying. Or please put up with my bad behavior. Yeah. (laughs) You're just saying, hey, like, I'm willing to accept and take ownership. And then the other person's like, I'm willing to forgive and come at it in a place where right like yeah that is such good advice like think as about well. older people yeah think about older people think about when when they were born yeah i wasn't born then i don't know what they had to go through yeah so i can't expect them in like two to two hours to know exactly my whole story yeah right i think if if um and i'm ex- experienced this at a, as a parent who in the last few years has had to shift the way you know i i talk to my child and talk about my child and um you know i my child has given me they have given me a lot of grace you know and um but my whole thing is about leading with love and yeah. even when i don't understand completely i'm like no i've i have got your back like don't you don't you worry i got your back and um thank you thank you for if i make a mistake like you know for just like being patient with me because i i will get there eventually you know no human comes with a handbook about how to you know how to be a parent or how to relate to other people right so but i feel like if you lead with like empathy and compassion and um and forgiveness you know, and those are the same people within our industry that will make a difference. Yeah, and those are the same people that will make beautiful art. Yeah, you know, some some the Oscars with everything, everywhere, all at once, winning. Mm. How many different topics, generational diversity conversations that brought to our world, and yeah. where can that go? Just by having that out there. Yeah, and and. 
damn good art. Damn you know, good that art. everybody could enjoy or, or find something in. Um, I want to talk about some specific projects and roles. Uh, let's start with The Secrets of Bella Vista, which, as I mentioned in my intro, it marked the first time that a Hallmark movie featured an openly non-binary actor. Um, and as I said back in the intro, that's bonkers to me. <laughs> However, here we are. Uh, t- tell me about, let's talk about some of the, like, what are the joys and also the challenges associated with being the first? Capital T, capital F. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I... Especially in this genre and on this channel, yeah, you know, where there has time. been a yeah. lot of a lot of like um, controversy. I mean, we'll just say it, there's been controversy, Absolutely. you know, uh, well-deserved controversy and backlash. Uh, and yet also some some change slow, but it's happening. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I I remember for the longest time people would say wear a wig, right? Like back not recently, but back then it used to be wear a wig, put put on a, a different persona for this channel. Yeah. Cause they don't like short hair. Mm. And then when I got Secrets of Bella Vista, that was least of my worries. The thing to tell wardrobe department to say, I wear a chest binder, let's figure it out. Yeah. You know, and and that being the new conversations about undergarments and what different people wear and being technically the first to talk about different things to different departments i hope it helps and enrich you know future others yeah to to be confident and the wonderful thing though i will say with the two big ones secrets of elbisa and hearts in the game is that everybody was so lovely I was going to ask, I am relieved to hear it because it could have gone the opposite way, right? Like it could have been really bad. Yeah. Like Secrets of Bella Vista, um, Heather, Heather made sure that everyone knew that Heather, Heather Hawthorne, Hawthorne Doyle. Doyle. She's amazing. <laughs> we love you, Heather. I feel like singing her name. Hey. <laughs> yeah, we love HHD here at yeah. the Weather Screen Scene Podcast. She was so kind. She was so generous with her time. And she made sure people understood my pronouns. And she wore, like, I think she was wearing a t-shirt with, like, an advocate with, like, a pronoun shirt. And she just really wanted to have that inclusivity in in the days that we were working together. Yeah. And because of that, obviously as a performer, you get kind of courageous. You go, yeah. okay, I don't have to think about this. Yeah. I can just think about this. And I had this partner in the film, her name's Amber. And Amber and I, we were just two professionals. And I was like, hi, this is who I am. And she was like, totally like I, she has a kid also goes as an other you know and yeah and so it was just so wonderful to just be around um this group of people and uh yeah like it, i'm just trying to like put it all together but between that and then hearts in the game i was like whoa like 
Yeah. Like, what what kind of feedback did you hear from audiences? I was a little nervous. I was a little nervous because we don't know, right? We never know. And and it, it could be bad. It could be traumatizing. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Like you, you know, people warn you and people say, be careful. And you go, oh, okay. With Secrets of Bella Vista, they thought we were just such a kind, warm-hearted family because that's who we were. And having that inclusivity was really beautiful for a lot of folks. Yeah. Because they have friends and they have family and chosen family is something that we have in our culture today is that we have these folks and then hearts in the game i'm blown away i'm blown away with the amount of people who are like i've watched it six times i want a best friend like jacks we all need a jacks in our lives like i can't believe this person exists like it was just wow it was just so many positive comments from all types of like all ages yeah all ages. There are folks that were like older cis hetero men who are just like, I love baseball and I love jacks. And it's just like, us, that's what I like. And then there's like, you know, a lot of podcasts that I was listening to, what they were saying about hearts in the game. And they were just like, jacks. Like, and it would be like moments that I didn't see for folks to like connect to. Yeah. I, it was like moments I didn't think about. And they're just like, I loved it. I love this. I love that. And I was overwhelmed with joy, which is an odd, like you, you brace yourself for yeah, the hurt and the hate. But then all of a sudden you're like, what am I feeling? This is, wow, this is crazy. Yes. I, I, I mean, I love to, I love to hear that too, especially because what a lot of times when we, when um, we talk about or when we see, you know, quote unquote, diverse stories or uh, characters on television, it's all about trauma, you know, and it can be re-traumatizing. And so for you to talk about about joy, being present in a joyful story and it's joyful for you, you know, that's that's meaningful. And actually, I was going to ask you about the role that joy plays in your work, because I think it's, you know, it's it's important to to acknowledge that I don't know it's important to hold on to it to run for it totally. to wrap ourselves in it what what role does joy play in your work it was foreign yeah it was so foreign before wow. it happened because you are absolutely right give me the trauma give me the hard stories give me the dark characters give me the the alternative person but to someone say okay you are wanting your friends to be happy you want love to happen you want everything to be okay you're actually someone's cheerleader you have all these positive traits to move this story forward and that's what you're gonna emulate and i go what like this is this is okay and you know all right i guess the shoulders can relax yeah i guess i'm smiling and and then all of a sudden oh what is this i'm crying you know and and you're crying and everyone was like why are you crying i'm like because this is so foreign yeah you're right i'm constantly growing up explaining myself and this role is liberating a part of me where it just goes you know these these 
different roles and they just go, I don't have to explain a thing. I'm just right here. Yeah. I'm right here. And I'm right here with you. Yeah. Like it's so foreign and I'm still learning. Wow. That's, that is amazing. Um, we, you did mention the, the glad, uh, media awards in New York city, um, where, uh, the holiday sitter was nominated. Idina Menzel performed. Idina Menzel performed defying Adele Nazim. Was was that what what John Travolta called her at some award show? Yes. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Performed defying gravity, right? But bring me into, you brought us a little bit into the room, but I need to, I'm a musical theater nerd. Okay. Bring it. So imagine, uh, so we've got our our gorgeous Jonathan Bennett um, on the red carpet. Ali Liebert on the red carpet. Yeah. Uh, George Krissa on the red carpet. Everybody looked stunning. And all of a sudden, we're just waiting to cue down the line. And Adina Menzel just walks right past us. And everyone goes. <gasps> and then Jonathan, because he's probably the bravest out of all of us. We're just, we're just stuck. And he goes, Adina, I love you. <laughs> and not only does she just look at him slash us in our direction she just turns and poses and she's just like go for it baby i'm right here i love you too i'm giving you my time i am here for you and then we go and we sit down and define gravity shows up with her standing and the whole i'm like levitating right now by the way yeah (laughs) the whole room is vibing we're all just like screaming some people are just in shock people are singing the song because she did define gravity and she moved into one of her new songs called i think it's called move or move with me and it turns into like a club kind of style and everybody was just like that voice yeah that voice and to be in new york Mm-hmm. listening to that voice <laughs> you're like holding yourself up on the table you right know? now you're <laughs> like you're like four feet away from her at one yeah. point and then all of a sudden you're just listening to her perform and she's just effortlessly talented like Ugh. yeah i love it i yeah. love it i just want to sit in that for a minute that's terrific um I I would imagine that being there that night, listening to Adina, being in that space, like that you would leave like wanting to do more, like wanting to work more. Like, so so, so tell me about like how you're carrying, how you are defying gravity now, like how you're carrying that night with you. Like, can we have a Canadian glad? Yes, please. Because I feel like people would love this in Canada, which by the way, we, you know, legalized everything first. Um, yeah. it, it was, I don't know, I, I walked out going, okay, how can I, how can I, how can I help, yeah. right? There's people, there are tons of people. We had people who are represent, uh, representers, like state representatives, state representatives. Gonna rep- get there. That, 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 that. <laughs> state reps who are trans, non-binary, non-binary Muslim, like they were there, they were talking, they were saying what's happening in their state. And I'm fortunate to live in a country where we don't have those laws here, but we can see the effects of what's happening. Yeah. It comes from fear, right? Like we all know everything just 
when I want to fight with someone I don't know, it's like, why? It's like, what? what's the what's the point? Yeah. Um, but then you go, okay, there's so much good. Like as in, you know, you do so much, you, you do a lot like of advocacy and, and you go, how can I help? Is it through a visual medium? Can we put stories out there? Is it going to be out for kids to see, for yeah. them to carry it on? Is it going to be through entertainment? Is it through podcasts? Is it through doing the hard work or just standing up for a friend and not being a bystander? Like, where can we just help without yeah. without saying, okay, well, right now I'm on set. I know I can't go to this protest, but what I can do is make sure the environments that I walk into these are the places where I can make a difference. Yeah. You know, because I, I understand there's so much happening in the world and we can't be there for everything, but we can be where we are. Yeah. Right. Um, catch up with me. Catch up with me, Donya. Um, t tell me about, because it's really exciting to see, like, not just to see you on screen in in work where you are, you know, speaking other people's words, sh you know, showing up on 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 screen all, all over the place. Um, but you're also like creating, you know, your own work. Um, Catch up with me uh, is I mean, it's it's six and a half minutes of of really I, I feel I'm suspecting some insight into the kind of stories, you know, that you want to tell at this moment, you know, and and um, so tell me about the the what was the inspiration for catch up with me i think the first inspiration was talking about internalized homophobia because mm. we know external homophobia but what is internal homophobia and yeah. how did that affects us as adults um because that was the first thing that popped into my mind when i was thinking about something just to write it was first just writing and i shared uh a film that I was writing with a friend and he said why don't we just take a scene you know Adrian who's the producer Adrian Eblett and myself produced catch up with me and he said why don't we just take a scene and we just shoot it just so you could practice right because I was so curious how how can we create yeah. and here I am thinking we're gonna shoot on an iPhone he's saying okay we're gonna shoot on a Sony camera like we're just thinking it's gonna be just handheld and then we met Polly Pierce who's a fabulous director and cinematographer and she goes okay so what you are looking for in here is actually a full production okay mm -hmm. so we're gonna figure that out and I go oh, like okay let's figure this out and there's a great vegan eatery called chomp oh I love <laughs> chomp <laughs> Yeah, and I I did see that they catered as well. Yeah. Um, lucky, lucky, Ugh. lucky, lucky. Like I wish I wish Valerie would have another place to open. But yeah, it is <laughs> to die for. Yeah. Anyways, we had one day to shoot. She was so lovely. Like we had probably what? So one day would be ten hours, and that's max because we. She did that in ten hours. Yeah, mm. and we just went with it we got you know adrian's filing the paperwork i'm just figuring out paulie's figuring this out we're just kind of going through the motions and all of a sudden all of our friends came along and i said listen would you like to experience any department you want whatever you'd like and we outsourced some departments that we didn't have access to and i i knew 
because we had such a short amount of time that having multiple actors to direct in such a short amount of time might not be plausible. If I had mm -hmm. two days, I wouldn't have been the actor. I would have just let myself experience as a director and producer and learn that, um, you know, hats, the many hats that we wear. Yeah. So we went in, we shot it. And one thing that I do believe in is that everyone's important. Mm -hmm. Like no no triangle, no pyramids. We're talking about honeycomb. Yeah. We're, we're honeycomb styling it, right? You have an idea. You want to tell me what your idea is. You want to voice your idea. We had a focus puller, Pennies. At one point she says, I think this would be a little bit better. And I go, go, yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to, I'm not going to argue with something that looks, sounds good. Right. I feel like the hierarchical can just, Take a I second. love that too because you're giving people the freedom to create and to collaborate. That's you know, what it's authentically, about. right? Like, and because a lot of other people, though, in that situation, might be like, "We have ten hours. We have to do it this way." And this is this. But you gave people the chance to actually like shine their light, you Absolutely. know, and contribute. Absolutely. Like when we had a first initial meeting, I said, "Whoever was there, um, if we had our first AD, our producers, our cinema." I said, everyone's going to know everything. Everyone's going to know everything because I don't want you to show up and feel like you have no idea or you just know your one department. But yes, I totally understand. For those who are listening who are like, you know, in a, we're in a real professional setting, everyone would be in their departments. But I'm like, yes, you can still be in your departments. But for you to know exactly what's going to happen 10 minutes from now or an hour from now or something that you're also visualizing, yeah, I'm like great yeah go for it yeah like how fun how fun yeah. is it, how fun is it to like have a team who i can be so proud of them and just be like you did this yeah you did this yes there's yes there's these titles we put on but it's not just for me to say yeah i did this i did that yeah i had an idea and I didn't know how to execute it and everybody else didn't know completely, but we all figured it out. Yeah, you did. You did, because now you have a film. You have a film. I have and a it's film. out there on the circuit. It is. Uh, well, so what does this film film tell us then about the kind of films that Doni Akash is going to make moving forward? So moving forward, there's an element between because I, I bounce around between genres. Like I just go from sci-fi to action to this. This was a meet cute date at, you know, at first glance, but then it's so painful. It is so painful because well, yeah. dating is painful. Like <laughs> going on a date with someone who you don't know as you're fighting your internal demons is painful enough. Yeah. Right? Like you don't, you're right. You don't put ketchup on falafel. No. What are you doing? <laughs> Why are you here? You know? Why are we here? Yeah. And moving forward, I would love to, first and foremost, direct something that I'm not multiple hats. Yeah. Um, I would love to direct and I would love to tell stories that are, could be stories that I never got to see as a kid. Um, stories that, for example, like Catch Up With Me, we never saw that when we grew up. We saw it, how it all just went so smoothly and he walked her home, right? Because not a lot of she and she or they and she's. Yeah. He walked her home and then all of a sudden it all works out and then happily ever after. Absolutely not. The realism is there. So yeah. probably a hint of realism 
I would love to have some comedy in it um, because we should tell stories we already know through different lenses. That's yeah. all it is, right? Like we just go, oh, what's your idea? What's my idea? Okay, how do we put that together? Yeah. What do you think the little kid version of you who was um, running around kicking everybody and wanted to be a, a Power Ranger, what, what do you think that, Donia, would think of the life, the artistic life that you have built for yourself? I think little Donia just wants me to come back to little Donia. Hmm. Right? I, you know, we watch kids say, okay, be an adult. And then they just start furrowing their brow and they get all serious and and then why do we I always ask myself like why is that why is it all of a sudden we're adults and we have to furrow our brow granted I have been through a lot yeah and I can say that but little Donya was the kid who probably walked around to strangers and said hi and danced during probably a serious ceremony and just like had thought it was a song and would probably take cheese from someone else's plate and make strike up a conversation with a man who's four times their age about what kind of car they're going to buy in the morning paper. Yeah. And just the curiosity. And I think curiosity is still there with me. I'm just so curious. And I'm so curious about not just people, not just people's stories. I'm just curious about the world we live in and my name i'm curious about how we move through the world where can we go what can we change what can we not change yeah you know and little donya would just be like keep having that curiosity keep going into a place where i got your face sometimes i think little donya's got my face instead of me saying i got you they go i got you because you're strong and you're big and you're mighty you could protect me sure but i will unfurrow your brow Yes. You're going to come back, right? We're going <laughs> to we're going to do this again. We're going to talk about other <laughs> other projects. Is there uh is there anything that that you um have worked on recently or are working on now that you can tell listeners about? Like you tell listeners. No, cuz I we 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 know how these yeah, things yeah, go. Yeah, you yeah, got yeah. NDAs, you got, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, we got NDAs. We got we got we got the secret service after us. Um <laughs> I am learning a little bit more about directing. So currently I'm shadowing um, with an MOW and just learning how to set the things that I know and organize. It's a lot. I'm like, I don't even know what today's going to look like. I don't know what tomorrow's going to look like, but we're going to make a movie after six weeks. So I'm starting to do that. And then things that I can't talk about. So I'm just like... Doing it all. You're doing it all. And you're and you're having fun. This has been absolutely delightful. You have been making this so easy. Thank you. I mean, I I it's the Power Ranger thing, right? Like bringing that up at the at the beginning. That's you right. know, even though like I feel it I, I guess I didn't realize how um how completely bonkers Power Rangers was. Like the way you're talking about like dinosaurs and, <laughs> yes. and a bear and a frog. I don't even know. And wasn't there like this like wizard person or something? The like, Zordon. Yeah. So I, I don't I don't know. Um but like maybe I need to take a, a second look. It's kinda like I was trying to explain um Pee Wee's Playhouse to my to my kid. Yes. And they were like Why? Yeah. <laughs> 
And I'm like, yeah, but there was a chair, you know, and then there's like a genie and yeah. they're like, that that sounds like you're ill. Um, and I was like, no, it was super fun. Um, yeah, so it was absolutely delightful, Donia Cash. I feel like, am I saying it right? You just said it perfectly. Donia Cash. Where can our listeners find you, follow you, celebrate you on we social have media? Instagram, Donia.cash, or if you just write Donia Cash, I'm sure. You're saying Donia. I know. I'm saying Donia. I know, you're doing it right. I'm not doing it wrong. <laughs> That's your name. <laughs> yeah. Say it, say it. So, Donia.cash. Um, I think that's the best way to like follow and then obviously we've got IMDB or things like that I know I have Twitter but I don't know how to tweet let's be honest I mean Twitter's um, like not a very happy place okay a lot of the time I mean uh, I mean it's kind of like it can be um, it has some dark places it can be a bit of a cesspool uh, but um, I mean I'm there okay I'm there but I got all sorts of filters on so I just like keep it yeah. You know, I keep it good for good for me. Um, okay, so and I'll put links to all of that in the episode notes. Um I I actually do have one more question. Can I ask uh, can I ask one one more question okay. of Donia Cash? Okay. I'll just be saying that all day now. Okay. <laughs> Donia, if you could go back in time to the beginning of your career. Now, I'm not talking about, you know, you kicking everybody in ballet class. Right, right, right. You know, maybe I'm talking about, you know, and I don't think I'm even talking about you um, in the meat commercial. Um, you know, maybe like fresh out of theater school. Okay. Um, you have one minute to give yourself some words of wisdom R- related to, you know, to your journey in this industry. You know, what would you say? Or would you not say anything at all? I'd probably say that being different is a gift. Being different is something that a lot of people might not experience. Um, keep, keep going. Like, keep going. And I know you're tired and I know you're just wanting to come out of your shell, not just come out of shell, but it's like, I know you're just, you want the world to understand who you are, but if you just keep going and keep doing the work that you do and keep saying the stories that you say the way you say it, people are going to see it and you don't have to explain yourself. You never have to explain yourself. You could just stand there and be proud of yourself and keep your, keep yourself, keep yourself, um, you know, be there for yourself, really be there for yourself. Cause one day you'll see yourself in a place where you never thought you would be. Mm. And you're going to feel something called joy and it's going to feel so foreign and you don't know what to do with it and you think something's going to happen but it's not yeah 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 you are allowed to experience joy you're allowed to be here yeah you are allowed to be here wholeheartedly perfect perfect thank you donia cash thank you screena thank you listeners 
This was a good one today, huh? And I, I am imagining a whole bunch of you are going onto YouTube now to, uh, to watch some Mighty Morphin, not Morphing, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Uh, <laughs> I know I will be. Um, please like, subscribe, leave us a review if you are so inclined. They help us find even more listeners and we can keep having rad conversations like the one we had today. You can find us at yvrscreenscene.com. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram at YBR Screen Scene and at Sabrina Armf. Oh, I'm on Mastodon too, at Sabrina Armf. But I mean, I gotta be honest about Mastodon. I started it when Twitter looked like it was imploding um, and I needed another place to go. I might or might not use it again. We'll see what happens with Twitter. But anyway, at Sabrina Armf there. The YBR Screen Scene podcast is hosted and executive produced by me, Sabrina Rani Mera Firminger, and it's edited by Simon Firminger. Special thanks to Mariana Firminger for recording our Patreon ad, to Paul Firminger for technical support, and to Dane, not Firminger Devolet for the original music. But you know what, Dane? You are a Firminger to me. Wyvere Screen Scene is a division of Fish Flight Entertainment. Join us next time for another deep dive into Vancouver's dynamic film and television scene. And cut! Hey, filmmakers. Did you know that you can hire top quality, experienced, and professional actors for your films? If you're producing a student film for course credits, working on a web series, a short, or a feature film, you can afford to have some of the best talent in the business in your production. How, you ask? Well, UBCP Actor has an ultra-low budget program, which offers a range of options that cover everything from student films to productions with a $300,000 budget. There is a ULB program that will meet your needs, regardless of your budget. To learn more, visit ubcpactor.ca and look for ultra-low budget programs or email ulbprogram at ubcpactra.ca. Now is the time to jumpstart your dream for the screen.